Welcome to the Advancing Women Podcast, where ambitious women come together to challenge the status quo, advance their careers, and up-level their lives. The Advancing Women Podcast is hosted by gender equity expert and executive coach, Dr. Kimberly D. Simone. Welcome, warriors, to the Advancing Women Podcast. Author and motivational speaker Brian Tracy said, quote, no matter how many personal productivity techniques you master, there will always be more to do than you can ever accomplish in the time you have available to you, no matter how much it is, end quote. It is really a profound point when we consider the effort we often make, the attention we give, even the reverence we feel towards productivity. Being productive, always chasing the holy grail of maximizing our productivity. If you look up definitions of productivity, you'll hear things like the efficiency of production of goods or services, but productivity is also defined more broadly as the state or quality of producing something or the effectiveness of productive effort. And that effectiveness is interesting because it distinguishes working, being busy, from being productive. Productivity isn't about being busy, it's about being effective. And I like those general definitions because it leaves space for producing more than just tangible goods or services in the traditional sense. It's not just about our professional goals and achievements. To be effective, productivity can be about producing a life that allows you to achieve personal growth goals. Those goals don't have to be only things like starting a new business or getting that promotion. Often, Those professional successes are a consequence of grander personal self-development goals. For example, for me, one of my personal development goals is equanimity. And equanimity is defined as mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. And for those of you who know me well, I'm sure you're thinking, yeah, how's that mental calmness thing working for you? It is a constant work in progress for sure. But you can see how that type of personal development goal creates a mindset and behaviors that would be conducive to success in many other areas. Being even-tempered, calm, and in control in difficult situations will likely manifest in more traditional productive ways. And I saw a post on Instagram recently that said, quote, we often think that productivity means to work. It doesn't. Productivity means to make intentional choices towards a goal. And I love that idea of linking productivity to intention. That's so insightful and even a bit counterintuitive, I would say. So for example, in my quest for equanimity, I might implement strategies that help me achieve calmness that perhaps on the surface may seem in opposition to how we traditionally think of productivity. So calmness and being productive aren't always thought of as being two things that can happen at the same time. And so this is about embracing the idea that more quiet moments, more reflection, more rest and rejuvenation are part of productivity. And importantly, it's about being purposeful as a pathway to productivity. The commitment to making purposeful choices to ensure we're doing what we want to do versus what we think we ought to do. And sometimes life can begin to feel like a checklist of things you need to do, places you need to be, people you need to please things you feel compelled to say yes to so you don't disappoint others, so you satisfy the wants and needs of others, even, often, at the expense of your peace, joy, happiness, and health. And of course, this is especially true for women who have been socially conditioned to believe that we should sacrifice and prioritize the comfort and needs of others over our comfort and needs. 
always. As Aminat Sani Kamal notes in her 2021 article, Whom Do You Love, Your Mother or Her Sacrifices? Quote, women are burdened with the duty to make sacrifices. Young girls are basically trained from childhood to take on a life of servitude and sacrifices for the family. Everyone feels entitled to women's sacrifices. In the home, she's expected to give it all up for her children and her husband. In the workplace, she's expected to tamper down on her ambitions so she doesn't come off as too strong for her masculine betters, end quote. So for women, productivity is often deeply conflated with doing, being valued for doing for others, being busy, overwhelmed even at times with doing for others, doing all the things. And we are compared on how we are doing in ways that we never were before. In our technological social media world of documenting life, it can feel impossible to not compare ourselves with others, our lives to others. It's easy to fall into a trap of thinking, you don't have enough, you don't do enough, you just plain aren't enough. And this can lead to feeling like you must do more, be more, produce more, create a more social media newsworthy life. And it's not just social media, it's also all the awards in our culture, the public recognition of every achievement, the constant adding to the resume or LinkedIn page, the societal pull for everyone to be above average, constantly doing and achieving extraordinary things, more than, better than. And we see this and can erroneously begin to think that we are somehow not thriving or achieving our full potential, that we're not living our quote unquote best life. And so we end up feeling the need to do all the things because otherwise we experience FOMO, fear of missing out, the feeling of apprehension that we are not in the know or that we are missing out on events, experiences, or life decisions that could make our lives better. The thing is, though, the irony is that the exact opposite tends to be true. Studies show that FOMO, that fear of missing out, can lead to extreme dissatisfaction and can have a detrimental effect on our physical and mental health, including mood swings, loneliness, feelings of inferiority, reduced self-esteem, extreme social anxiety, and increased levels of negativity and depression. And I'm not trying to put all the blame on social media. Social media can be wonderful, empowering, and inclusive when it is utilized in a positive way. But it does create a constant, instantaneous window into the lives of others, which has resulted in FOMO being at an all-time high. And people are realizing this more and more and beginning to question the bill of goods we've been sold, that inspiration and belonging will come from seeing all the achievements of others posted daily. We're fed a diet of motivation and achievement that's often this no excuses, almost toxic positivity, toxic motivation that can in some cases result in a to-do list hamster wheel where we go round and round in search of the promised happiness and achievement, but ultimately just end up exhausted. And intellectually, most of us do get that while social media is a powerful tool for staying connected, it doesn't give a full and accurate picture of people's lives. We get that it's more like a movie trailer or a highlight reel of others' good times and high points, and that it can create a false reality, but it does still impact us nonetheless, even though we know that. And it's not just social media. Sure, social media can exacerbate the problem, but the bigger issue for many ambitious and motivated warrior women many of you warrior women listening, is how to balance our ambition, our commitment to big, radical, audacious goals, how to thrive, yet still have that balance. It's like the modern day version of Shakespeare. But instead of to be or not to be, the great question of our time seems to be to do or not to do. 
Enter JOMO, the joy of missing out, seemingly the direct anecdote for FOMO. It is certainly a mind shift, potentially a way to reverse the negative consequences of FOMO. JOMO is the purposeful commitment to not worry about missing out or what others may be doing or achieving, a movement to let the fear of missing out give way to the joy of missing out. JOMO is the joy, the pleasure rather than regret derived from living in a quiet or independent way without feeling anxious that one is missing out on exciting or interesting events that may be happening elsewhere. And JOMO has gained a lot of traction as of recent, especially as a result of COVID, with the quarantining and all the social distancing. But the term was originally coined in 2012 by blogger and tech CEO Anil Dash in a post about how he related less to FOMO since becoming a parent. Dash said, quote, I'd been mostly offline for more than a month, and during that time had barely checked in on anything online, and seldom even left the house. It was wonderful, end quote. And again, these past two years seem to have prompted a movement towards JOMO, the joy of missing out. Psychologists have posited that prior to the pandemic, many people felt obligated to accept every invitation that came their way, regardless of if it was something they were interested in doing. Then all of a sudden, people had a legitimate excuse not to attend certain events, to try to enjoy the downtime. And sure, the social media piece was still there, perhaps more so, but it did help in some ways with boundaries giving us permission to a degree to say no or to not feel obligated to do something that we really didn't want to do. Of course, we were still afraid to miss out. But then as we missed out, we began to realize that there could be a lot of joy in the missing out. Author Tanya Dalton explains in her 2021 book, On Purpose, The Busy Woman's Guide to an Extraordinary Life of Meaning and Success, how too many of us feel overwhelmed by everything we have to do each day, and we end most days feeling unsatisfied and unsuccessful. And she talks about how it doesn't have to be this way, that we can reject the constant pressure to do more, be more, and achieve more. And that is weirdly inspiring. And I say weirdly because it is, to a degree, being inspired to not act, to not do, to not produce. And that is a real mindset shift. And for me, it's a real challenge. It's the journey I'm on right now. I'm attempting to balance all I want to achieve with the ability to just be, to be in the moment, to find contentment and joy in the just being, to see productivity as producing a life that allows for downtime, for just being. And that can be tough for some of us. It's really tough for me if I'm totally being honest. Do you ever find yourself feeling so busy and overwhelmed and wishing you just had a day to do nothing? Then you get a day to do nothing and you just end up feeling guilty? I really hate that. That's why the post I mentioned earlier that I saw on Instagram was so meaningful for me. The message of how we often think that productivity means to work and that it doesn't. The productivity can mean to make intentional choices towards a goal. This mindset shift aligns with my core identity to achieve goals. The idea that I can be productive in achieving goals, even when, perhaps especially when, those goals can be things like bringing more joy, comfort, peace, rest, that elusive equanimity that I covet. I love that JOMO, the joy of missing out, can be a purposeful, intentional strategy to give myself the time and the space to just be. 
that JOMO isn't about lessening our ambition or motivation. It's about being motivated to devote our time and energy to things that bring us not only achievement, but also joy and balance. That no matter what we choose to do or opt out of, it is the intention that is important. And although JOMO is often associated with isolating ourselves from overuse of technology, I see it more and more surfacing in many other areas. It serves as a reminder of the importance of freeing ourselves from everyday routines and commitments that too often put us on a path of constant striving. And we all know striving, striving, striving is not the same as thriving. And I've been seeing JOMO surfacing even in leisure. Travel companies are promoting JOMO vacations where you can have adventure, but also find more ways to just be, to just be in the moment more often on vacation versus trying to do so much, trying to not miss anything. And often then we end up missing the most important thing, the rejuvenation and joy that is really the purpose of a vacation. That rest. Again, I am extremely guilty of this. Anyone who has ever been on vacation with me will attest, I will run you ragged on vacation. Even on vacation, I tend to be motivated to achieve. It's laughable, really, how exhausted I usually feel after my quote-unquote vacations. And so this journey to turn FOMO into JOMO is one that I'm committing to. And I'm inviting you, ambitious warriors, to join me on the journey as well. So here are some best practice strategies from the experts on finding JOMO, appreciating the joy of missing out. For starters, experts all agree we need to cut back on social media if we want to turn down the FOMO. Now, my first instinct when I read that was, well, it's not as much about cutting back. It's about following the right social media, the feel-good, inspiring social media. But even as I thought that, I heard that voice of reason in the back of my head. Inspiring by definition is to fill someone with the urge or ability to do or feel something. So yes, seeking JOMO does need to be about taking more breaks, even from those seemingly positive, inspiring posts, because they can create the urge or the need to do, the motivation to do. So it can be in conflict with JOMO. And the research shows we don't even unplug when we take a vacation. According to a recent LinkedIn survey, 70% of people don't disconnect from work when they take a vacation. This has become the norm. Most places, even the most exotic and secluded, have Wi-Fi now, and so it feels like we're expected to stay connected 24-7. But it's not just staying engaged or connected. It's that FOMO, that fear of missing out, of not being in the know, being out of the loop. And even work aside, we miss out on the high that comes from that social media engagement. In a Psychology Today article, Dr. Kristen Fuller noted, quote, we wield the power of a like, which stimulates the firing of dopamine in our brains, and soon we become addicted to the knowing, the likes, the instant gratification, the attention, and the busyness, so we keep going back for more, end quote. And that FOMO, that fear of not being in the know of messages, emails, status, and trends is stressing not only to our minds, but our health and our relationships as well. The fear of not being in the know, not achieving all the goals, not doing all the things is taking away the joy we should feel in the things we have, the things that we have worked so hard to achieve already that are right in front of us in the moment. So to get to a place of JOMO, we can turn to those strategies that keep us in the moment, things like meditation, journaling, using all of our senses to really just notice the world around us, more deep breathing, practicing gratitude, taking the time to notice and being accepting of and grateful for things just as they are right now. 
JOMO can come from getting into the habit of saying hell no to requests unless we really want to say hell yes. It's about prioritizing, being purposeful of, intentional in our commitment to produce a joyful and healthy life. And so for my manifest statement this week, I will end with a poem by poet and cultural commentator Michael Lunig on JOMO. Oh, the joy of missing out when the world begins to shout and rush towards that shining thing, the latest bit of mental bling. Trying to have it, see it, do it. You simply know you won't get through it. The anxious clamoring and need, the restless hungry thing to feed. Instead, you feel the loveliness, the pleasure of your emptiness. You spurn the treasure on the shelf in favor of your peaceful self. Without regret, without a doubt, oh, the joy of missing out. For more resources, you can visit my website, www.advancingwomenpodcast.com and connect on Instagram at Advancing Women Podcast. I love getting your feedback, so please email me at drdsimone at advancingwomenpodcast.com. I just want to thank Joe Jacobs, the audio warrior who wrote the music for this podcast, and a huge thanks to Heather Harris, the creative warrior who designed the Advancing Women podcast logo, and thanks to all of you for joining me here today.